This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Zanitra, and I have some super cool friends here with me today who happen to be friends together also. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're 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 friends. Yeah. <laughs> Would you? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, no, it's, it's an immediate <laughs> callback. <laughs> so behind the scenes, we did a silly thing, um, <laughs> where <laughs> Rue was talking about uh, the casting that she did this past weekend. If you missed it, go check out Vods, you guys. This is a pretty cool time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, Aldino was talking about how he watched those guys for years, and also there was a friend on there that he finally got to see do the thing, and she's like, "Oh, who was it?" Oh my, I guess we're not friends. That's it. That's all. It's over. It's so Jover. (laughs) (laughs) It was me, everybody. It was me, Aldino. We are confirmed here on the podcast. Absolutely friends. All right. It's Deidre too. I just, I've got one brain cell. (laughs) That one brain cell. Completely vacated me. Yeah, no, no, no. For real here. Aetherite Radio Friendship Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love how the intro is just so completely different every single time now, yeah, and it's the I best. Know. It's the best part. <laughs> Let's be honest. Screw when the rest Fusion's of the show. Not here to like keep us on the rails. We can oh, go yeah. anywhere. We can <laughs> do anything. We miss you, Fusion. Please yeah, come back to us. But <laughs> structure so. would be cool, but also, eh, we don't need it right now. Our uh, our goofiness used to be constrained to our hi and stuff, but now it's just like uh-huh, uh-huh. it's splatted all Unhinged. over the walls. <laughs> it's a big mess, yeah. No, in a good way, in like a fun way, in like yeah, a game art project yeah. way. Yeah. All right, oh yeah, so... like Pink Demancer. Yes, thank you. We're just we're just thematic. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are not off the rails. This is in tune with where the game is going. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna do that thing yeah. where we talk about news really quick. Oh. I, no. I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, right, sure. Let's just do the show. We'll do the news at the end. We don't need that. <laughs> All right. So the, the uh, 15, right? 15? Yes. X15 mm-hmm. <laughs> event is coming back uh, starting February 28th. So that was like two days ago now? Mm-hmm. Three days ago? Uh, it ends on yeah. March 13th. You can speak with Kippy Jackia in Ulda on Steps of Nalt uh, to start that thing up. <laughs> yeah? Got a giggle? <laughs> I really like the way you said that. Kippy yeah. Jackia! <laughs> Kippy Jackia! <laughs> I, was, I was imagining how to, to spell it, and it was just all in caps. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a couple H's in there. <laughs> Anyhow, Ulda uh, is where you can go to start that quest uh, if you have not done it yet. Uh, I think it's great that this quest is back because that mount is one of the best mounts. Like the eight-man eight mounts are cool and all, but do you ever actually use all eight seeds? Probably not. And they're not as cool looking as this car that flies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you like you get different little custom poses depending on yeah. which seat you're yeah. in really in the car, cute. and you can actually see it as opposed to like a lot of the eight man mounts where you're just like shoved inside of a yeah. giant whale and nobody <laughs> yeah. can see anybody, and you're fumbling around in the darkness, accidentally touching people. Like, oh, sorry, my bad. Accident. You know, what are you doing? You're blimped. Like, <laughs> what? It's the party blimp. party. It's a good time. Yeah, party Always blimp. A good party time. whale. <laughs> Whoof. Full of love. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway. Yeah, so, you know, the, it's too bad the, this car is a convertible. 
Yeah. I mean, well, everybody just gets to see it, so it becomes yeah, a public true. menace. It's fine. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. It's all right. Not, uh, moving on. Regalia Type G Mount is what that thing is called. It is a four-person mount. It is pretty cool, and you can do whatever you want in it. We are not in charge of your life. Uh, exactly. The other reward is the Lucian Prince's attire set, which is Noctis's outfit, which is pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. got some some yeah. details in it. So if you're a, a 15 fan and you want cool stuff from that, do quest before March 13th. All dozen of you. I, I'm one of them, but but all oh, dozen of you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. You're allowed to have opinions. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm one of them, and I'm one of the dozens of Ella's in. It's fine. <laughs> I wish there were more of you. I know. I'm hoping that one day when we get that CC update and mm-hmm. expansion, mm-hmm. they'll put some like real beautiful Elzen faces in there, and then suddenly we'll have like a a new influx of Elzen all across the realm. I'm I mean, even in the, the previews, two. yeah, mm-hmm. even in the previews, we saw the updates for the Elzen. <laughs> Very good. The ladies mm-hmm. too. Like the ladies really needed some help. They got some yeah. butter faces yeah. going on, but like. <laughs> But our faces so perfectly accurate, they do. There's nothing wrong with that, but we could have some beautiful statuesque, the elegant, potential. yeah, Honestly right. Required. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking part two of graphical update is animations, and please, please, please help us, Ellison, out. Yes. yes, it's long overdue. The run, please. Yeah, please. please. Come on. <laughs> All right, uh, Moogle Treasure Trove, as we've said for the past couple weeks, still out there. Ends March 11th, so it's almost over. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of, week and a half. Yeah. Still got some time. And there's nothing else to do in the game. So go ahead and work on Moogle Treasure. I'm just kidding. There's plenty to do in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, um, And again, big reminder, because the date is drawing near. After patch 6.58, which is scheduled for March, vaguely, uh, you'll no longer be able to play 14 using Windows 32-bit OS and DirectX 9 applications. Again, because we're getting beautiful updates for Ellison mm-hmm, specifically, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, yeah, only. <clears throat> so make sure you update your stuff, because it's going to be a rude awakening to try and log in and have the game be like, no, you can't do that. Uh, PAX East is March 21st to March 24th. There's going to be a panel called Dur- Journey to Dawn Trail, 10-year anniversary of Final Fantasy fourteen. It's going to mm-hmm. be on uh, the uh, fourteen and PAX Twitch channels. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that, Rook. I don't wanna. Yeah, I, mean, I just to, made a note on the doc, but we do have to talk about it, Zanidra. I'm sorry. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> it does have to happen. Uh, all right. We'll so yes, if you if you're interested in uh, these panels, hopefully they'll have a little bit of new information about Dontreal. Yeah. Um What could they possibly tell us? Who knows? But yeah, do not get overly excited. This yeah. is not. You know, we're not going to get the job trailer. I saw some no. people going. Is this job no. trailer? No, no. We no. got a long while yet. A couple of months probably. This might uh, be like is- a. A single image for raid yes. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most likely uh, a bunch of rehashing and a little bit of new stuff, maybe. Yeah, Yoshida-san uh, is supposed to be there, right? Like he's going to yeah. be on. The- yeah, which is. Yeah. I mean, it does kind of indicate that there will be probably something talked about, but yeah, yeah it's not going to be some huge reveal. Media tour is still on the horizon, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Got to keep all the yeah, stuff you know, then. He's going to be there, and then the director of Final Fantasy 16 is going to be there too. <laughs> Yoshida-san. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean all right so the thing i don't want to talk about but we should probably talk about is yeah. they're doing a battle challenge there with ashura which is the one that we had a fan fest just mm-hmm. to make note of that real quick uh battle challenges at events that aren't fan fest get t-shirts 
I like how you made this qualifier. <laughs> like, <laughs> battle challenges that aren't at FanFest. Clearly, everybody, we all know this. <laughs> yes. They get t-shirts. And I'm over here like, Where's my t-shirt? Where's my t-shirt? <laughs> I, I say this, but the first battle challenge uh, with Odin at the first FanFest did get mm -hmm. a t-shirt. I had a yeah, t-shirt in the drawer. Yep. It's like, rationally, I understand that, mm. especially at NA FanFest, an event in which you we had, you know, what, 15,000 people or something like that. Like, I would assume that for stuff like PAX, they don't make 15,000 t-shirts, right? right? <laughs> um, and in the past when I've gone, usually the t-shirts, like they start getting low on stock when I go to PAX, I should say. Um, they get pretty low on stock and most of the, you know, like smaller sizes run out pretty quick within like, you know, the first day, day and a half, couple days. Um, so again, I don't know how many of these they normally make. I don't know what the financial aspect or side of this looks like. So like, I can't, again, I can't like <laughs> say, you know, 100% that this is something where it's like, how dare they? But I will say that if I was a little bit, <laughs> just like, just like a little bit, because especially, right? Like, especially NA Fan Fest, we just didn't get like anything except for the gift bag. And the gift bag was cute, but like EU Fan Fest, they had a whole gold saucer prize counter. They had little crafting things that you could go and get and make and have your own cute little 14 themed crafts that you could take home. They had like, there were definitely more things there. And I really feel like given that like the tickets were more expensive than ever. And also that we, for those of us who went to NA had to suffer a lot of the things mm -hmm. that we had to suffer at NA Fan Fest. It just would have been nice to have the t-shirt from the challenge. But as it is, maybe I'll get it at PAX West this year if they do another one. So I will yeah, let you know. Um, I recently helped with publications at a convention, and we did a small run, maybe 50 shirts, and each shirt cost $30. Mm. So if you did 15,000 shirts, each shirt would not be that expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll I mean... Say, I we'll say probably 20 bucks tops. The cost mm. of the shirt, let's be honest, because the expensive thing there for the the company is making the uh, the print thing, the actual like print plate. If you're right. making fifteen thousand of them, then you're gonna get your money's worth out of that plate. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, I you want to think about other ways that maybe they could distribute them at a fan fest. Like you don't want to do because you think about housing and lotteries and whatever. Like, I almost, I don't know how other people would feel, but I almost would be like, when I beat it, give me a stamp and then I can go buy the t-shirt for $10. So it subsidizes it. You don't have maybe as many because some people might not do it. But then again, you want to get it because you did it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would have just liked to, yeah, to just have it as a, you know, hey, we did it. Yeah. Especially too, because at that point, the challenge, right, it wasn't in the game. No, and of no course one else could do it. Yeah, right? Like, the fight was not that hard. Sure, mm -hmm. it was even undertuned a bit at FanFest mm -hmm. from what was released, but it does feel kind of strange now to have PAX, you know, have the battle challenge that's already been implemented in the game and get the t-shirts for it. And I was like, man, I was really looking forward to that. That's, like, the reason you do the challenge. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, maybe to, like, take a peek at a new fight, but typically you're going because you want to get that t-shirt that says i was at an yeah. event and i beat this here and then you have that to like remember it by uh, and having been there like the second day after there was the catastrophe of the lines the first day mm. 
like nobody was doing the uh, battle challenge. Yeah, nobody cared. People were like, well, I heard that it sucks to try and do, and it's not that great anyway, so I'm not going. Maybe, you know, that event would have been more successful if we'd had an individual prize for it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be yeah, a I'll t-shirt. take a sticker. How about, yeah, like a sticker. I think uh, JP FanFest got stickers. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know. Anyway, it sucks. We had to talk about it. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. If you want to know more about the pack stuff, what, what times all that stuff is happening, you want to watch the uh, stuff on Twitch, check out the Lodestone. Got all that information there. Mm-hmm. All right, so today today's show, if you didn't hear, is about minions and all the weird stuff in their descriptions. <laughs> uh, uh, uh-huh. If you if you've played this game at all and looked at any singular minion description, you know that it is either like super cute or like a weird reference or like just absolutely horrifying. So we're gonna go through our uh, favorite thirty-ish today and uh, share with you these weird things that we've noticed about some of our fave minions. I was excited too to see that because all three of us contributed minions to this mm-hmm. list. And on this list, we have several that actually have Dawn Trail or New World references in them, right. which I'm excited about. So there's some extra little things in there too that might even explain some of the stuff maybe you've seen in the trailers or elsewhere if you haven't heard yet about uh, why. But yeah, they sneak a lot of little lore into mm-hmm. minion descriptions. Like That's really lot. surprising. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many deep cuts of previous games or mythology or what, you know, I. I gotta go crazy with a few of those. So there's there's also so much like, fun. There's also things in there that's like, what does that mean? And then like yeah. three years later, something drops, and you're like, that's what that means. What? How? Foreshadowing. They must have that. I don't know. Anyway, I, I put our little buddy Alpha in here to like lead the way. He's not on the ah, list, okay. <laughs> but he he's the head of the minion line because he's a minion too. So we're gonna start with the Road Sparrow. This guy was my choice. Um, I've actually had a Road Sparrow in my inventory for about a year now because I already have it like <laughs> unlocked and used, but I don't want to throw it away because he's, he's a cute little guy. I feel bad. If anybody needs a Road Sparrow, like, let me know. Hey, <laughs> you know a bird in the hand is it. worth whatever that saying is. Yeah. But uh, because we were doing this, I was like, oh, I'm going to check out his inv- uh, little description first, I guess. This guy's a badass. I'm glad I didn't throw him away. <laughs> <laughs> So his uh, his description, when you mouse over uh, the little, like, what's it called? But I guess the actual item item mm-hmm, yeah. before you use it. Uh, this house sparrow's home is on the road, sparrow. I don't know what that means. Oh, just road, a- sparrow. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's on the road, sparrow. It's on the road, sparrow. I get it. Yeah. I'm slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actual description once you use the minion. Tired of his humdrum life back in Yangsha. This former house sparrow set off on the journey of a lifetime, finally arriving several moons later in Bardem's Metal, where he fell in with a flock of ferocious yol and learned the true meaning of freedom. So this is like, I don't know, a, a puppy that got adopted by wolves or something. He's a, he's oh, a ferocious yol now. I'm like just imagining the sparrow with the rest of them. And like... <laughs> Just, just think about it. You know, it's like a rite of passage to be bonded to your yol. You know, we know that because that's why we were there in the first place. Who's gonna get the sparrow? Who is badass, badass enough for the sparrow? You got to be like the coolest to get the sparrow. Now you can't yeah, ride the yeah. sparrow. The sparrow's not gonna like take you from point A to point B. But the sparrow's definitely gonna help your cred. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be one of the the horse tribe people. 
Oh, sure. <laughs> they already yeah. have a ride, right? They don't, they don't yeah. need a bird. Yeah, um, they don't need a bird. Yeah. That actually, yeah. yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah. No, I love the idea of like a huge flock of these birds going by and then just like flapping its wings as hard as it possibly can is this yes. tiny little sparrow. He's a badass. Uh, I love very him. Very cute. As the uh, description suggests, he, uh, he you can get him from Bard with Metal. And actually, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I wrote a little thing I wanted to read you. Uh, so we're going to list the primary uh, and original ways that these minions mm-hmm. are acquired. But remember that many of them also come from like sacks from Deep Dungeon, um, the Grand Company material containers that you can get with, uh, what are they called? Uh, Tokens. Uh, wow, why am I spacing? Right? <laughs> I'm like, Ventures, no, that's what I use them for. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Company seals. Yeah, seals. Yeah, yeah. seals. Oh, mat- material coffers. Material yeah, yeah, coffers? yeah. The little yeah, box the material co- coffers. They're by. they're by um patch, not patch. Uh, expansion. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. If you want a particular one, you might have to look it up. Ooh, <laughs> we have been offered a promotion. Get out of here. Bots in the chat. Don't mind the distraction. Here we go. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyhow. <laughs> Yeah, you can get them from Deep Dungeon, you can get them from Grand Company Coffers, or um, oftentimes they're offered for via the Moogle Treasure Trove. Oh, and yeah, since we have yeah. one of those right now, check that out. Maybe there's some in there. Also, you can just go into the dungeon and like unsink it and stuff too. Yeah, and just do it over and over again until you get it. <laughs> so yeah, we will tell you where they're from, but also you might have luck finding them elsewhere. Charles, I believe the next one is yours. <gasps> it is, right. So this is Mikra Lisa. So I was just, the way that I did this, because I don't really collect minions in-game, and I haven't really paid attention to much of them, other than the ones that everyone knows are funny. Uh, I just kind of went through the entire list and went, what are you? What are yeah. you? Oh, what does that mean? And just kind of went on this murder board journey of why it was named that or what the heck was going on. So the Mikra Lisa... Um, Definitely meant to be a wolf. The ancient said so. So it looks like a cat. It looks like it a big bipedal cat. Mm-hmm. And a tiger the reason, effect. yeah, it looks like it looks like a tiger. <laughs> now the Lisa is a uh, enemy in. Uh, it's the first boss in. Um, got uh, Kitsis Hyperborea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because it was made by the ancients, and Lisa is like in Greek mythology is the spirit of like rage. Actually, the Romans called her rabies, which is funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's known for being a wolf. There, there are wolves. Like all the stories are wolves. Why on earth does this thing look like it does? No, I, I, I think it's one of these ones where they were like, we made a thing and we put a name on it, and we're like, yeah, you know, it's supposed to be a wolf, guys. Don't worry about it. It's supposed to be a wolf. Um, but it does say, you know, made in the likeness of the bipedal wolf, Lisa. This automaton was apparently used to test the creation's viability at smaller proportions. While skilled at various striking grappling techniques, the effect is commiserate with its diminutive size. So it's only going to be grappling your other minions. But it's, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny that, and we got this out of the shifting uh, gymnasium, which uh, is the Endwalker map roulette, if you're like me and didn't do any maps this expansion at all. <laughs> not, not even a little bit, so I didn't no, know what whoops. that meant. No, not once. Uh, but so it's it's really cool that it has that tie back into Kitsis, and you know they're always talking about Greek. But also Lisa is one of those things in Greek mythology that people are like I don't know what that is, but you do you do know who Lisa is. 
because you know who Hercules is, or Heracles is, and you know that he did a bunch of stuff, right? He had to do a bunch of stuff. He had a bunch of trials and whatever. Why? Because Lisa drove him mad and he killed his family? Oh. So that's the story. That's the beginning of the story of that's Hercules. That's the part they don't tell you. Yeah, that's exactly, the part. Exactly, right? <laughs> so it's just Hercules murder his family in the mm-hmm. Disney adaptation. No, that doesn't happen at all. But I just love that, you know, it's they're keeping that Greek through line and they just are delving deep into literally everything to make this stuff, which is what I love about them. How did how does she drive him crazy? Did you look that part up? Uh, yeah, because she's like she's like the goddess of rage. She um oh, so she yeah. berserked him out. Yeah, she literally made him berserk, and cool. like later on in some other stories, this is it gets darker than that somehow. Uh, she is like the pack of wolves that took someone apart. I I can't remember the story, uh, but oh, yeah, that's why she is wolves, right? So it's it's one of those things. Like it's the guy who looked on. I can't remember. Artemis saw Artemis. Shouldn't have seen Artemis got torn apart by dogs because don't do that. Mm-mm. You know, gods are fun, right? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so this is just a random deep cut. I think that's fair. Like, yeah, if I, I had guess so. To stick on people who are peeping Tom and I'd probably do it too. <laughs> you know, Lim Lian would do that too, right? Yeah. For oh, sure. for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Except she'd use sharks. Yeah. I wish that was the segue, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we can uh, we can use it as one. Uh, she would use sharks. Speaking you? of speaking of sharks that aren't one animal but are another one, let's talk about cats. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so. I couldn't remember if we had done this in our last Minion descriptor one, so apologies, everybody, if this is a repeat from our previous Minion episode that we did, did a while back. Did we ever back. do a Minion episode? I thought we did one. Did we not? I think we've been talking about it for about 100 years, but I think this is our first one. <laughs> okay, well, I hallucinated a lot of things. <laughs> it's possible I'm I missed sure it. I'm sure we've done one. I thought we'd done one. We may not have. So, you know what? Great. Perfect. That I don't have to apologize for anything and I regret nothing. Yeah. Um, so, the, one of the ones that I picked out was the uh, Nagshan Cat, which uh, you can get from Jalakshai in Old Charlie. And you get it for the hunt currencies from mm. Endwalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and its sort of little short descriptor is the very soul of grace and nobility and can see souls to boot. So there's just that tossed in there, which is kind of wild. Like, sure, this cat can just see souls. So whether that... Yishtola-y. Sure, yeah. I mean, kind of Yishtola-y, kind of um, Hermes Hades-ish, right? With the ability to, like, perceive souls in the, I would assume, either, like, spirits, ghosts, or... There we go. There it is. Um, But... The uh, full description is, in former times in Nagsha, the breeding of this graceful and noble cat was permitted only to royalty and high priests. Yet it was not only for these traits that it was coveted. Legend holds that its blue eyes can discern the ether of all things, including departed souls. So partially why it was a really revered cat and was only bred specifically for like those very high rank or those in the priesthood, um, probably because it had this sort of like spiritual connotation to it. Um, but yeah, it's, I thought that was just really interesting. We've gotten a lot of additional lore with like Mount Rokon and um, a lot more kind of around, uh, you know, 
what we see with Hingashi, Doma, mm -hmm. but like Nagsha as well, it, it has its own kind of history and mythology. So uh, I thought it was really neat that we got a bit of a reference here to that and a little bit more about kind of the uh, spiritual aspects of those regions through a cat of all things. Yeah, I <laughs> always thought it was funny too, because it's like, some people will say that cats see ghosts or whatever yeah. because they're just staring yeah. off into the distance or jumping at random stuff. Well, this one has an actual explanation. It does actually see the ghost. So if you see this one staring off at a wall, maybe don't go over there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe move out. Yeah. You think um, this also gives us sort of a a, a real-life parallel for uh, Na Nagcha being Siam? Oh, oh, sure, wow. yes. Because yeah, of the, it could be. Yeah, because yeah. of the way the cat looks, yeah. yeah. Siamese cat. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Speaking of sharks, <laughs> this time for real. <laughs> uh, the next one I chose was the Major General because it's a shark with legs. And I love him. He's so dumb and I love him. <laughs> uh, Mini, uh, I, wa I wanted so badly for his little description to, to have the same cadence as the modern Major General song, but it doesn't mm -hmm. really. Oh, no. How You're right. They... That's Koji. a really missed opportunity, honestly. I, I tried. Many legs are so passé. Legs are the wave of the future, some did say. That part rhymes. Mm -hmm. Little did they know that there already were sharks that possessed not only legs, but arms besides. How these killing machines came to be, however, is a question left unpondered if you value your sanity. And you get this guy as a reward from deep sea fishing, which is also really uh, popular right now because of the uh, Mughal treasure trove. So mm -hmm. it's a really good time to get this little man. Mm -hmm. He's so fun. Um, you know. <laughs> I know. I know that he's just generally loved. I had no idea so many people love sharks. <laughs> right it is a thing right yeah just just like the ancients everybody seems to love sharks it's just the way that it goes yeah um i don't I know that i would like shark with legs or arms no scary. i don't think that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it would definitely no way. be alarming for sure yeah absolutely uh, but <laughs> it just makes have... me wonder how they mm -hmm. exist i mean they have their like little tail that they can use to swim but those little mm -hmm. legs just have to kind of like hang there while they swim around in the water Ah, uh, funny. We asked the real questions. The, the important yeah. questions. I have a dumb... It's like the reverse mermaids of Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, well, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I have a dumb uh, little thing I like to say, because these guys look like itty-bitty cute street sharks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So street sharks, they bite, they fight. The little ones, they nibble, they quibble. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> That's all I can say about him. He's cool and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is next, and it is uh, not a shark, but it is some sort of animal. Uh, so this is Caduceus, mm. who will not spit acid at you, so rest easy. Description. So yeah, he is one of Hermes' pet creations. This intelligent serpent served as a message bearer in Elpis, perhaps due to his inherited memories, Amon would bestow the self-same name upon another serpentine creation, which he dispatched to guard Dalamud. So real ones know, real ones remember, that, uh, <laughs> hey, turn, turn, uh, one of the first turns, the first turn, you find a Caduceus yeah. who splits in half, mm -hmm. who's guarding Dalamud. So, yeah, that's the one. That's literally the Caduceus that Amon created. 
So it's just kind of this through line through Hermes and Amon where they have this snake familiar. But why would that be? Mm. Why is it Caduceus? You know that it's Greek and it is actually, well, I guess it's closer to Greek and Roman, but Hermes' staff is the Caduceus. And in case you think you've never seen it before, it's actually the medical symbol, the staff with the intertwined snakes kind of making the uh, the bow at the top. That's a Caduceus because it was about uh, healing, right? And even in the fight with Hermes in Kitsis Hyperborea, which is where this comes from, he's using that staff. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, I love, I love when they go into this. And I remember back in the day in Realm Reborn when Caduceus was there, and I just happen to know that trivia. I'm like, but why? Why is it named that? Why is it? What? Where? What does Hermes have to do with Bahamut? And lo and behold, we know now. There it is. The connection. Yeah. I love that. I feel like it so thematically works for him, too, because I mean, like with snakes, the idea of like shedding your skin or like mm-hmm. that kind of renewal and things. But then also the fact that like Hermes iterates through these different incarnations of himself you know right. where we have the amon element and then later on the fan daniel element and the mm-hmm. so uh, i think it's it's so cool and i love how they like put that together <laughs> and then kind of connected the dots through history even retroactively in certain ways whether or not obviously when they created the binding right. coils and they made a snake named caduceus I truly don't believe that they, yeah, at that point, no knew Hermes was going to be a thing down the road. But, like, of course, the way that they've worked in it is awesome. I yeah, it's out, like, uh-huh. I figured out who uh, Fan Daniel's snake is. Yeah. It's Asahi. He's a snake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a snake. Okay, okay. True. Uh, very much a snake. But not but yeah, like this one. This one's really cute. <laughs> yeah, this one is adorable. He's got and a little bandana. <laughs> oh, no. He's very good. Well, I you know. Him. This, this was when Hermes was Hermes and not Amon, so it's cute. It probably could still destroy the world, though. Yeah. That's probably. just kind of his MO. Probably. space. Space. Yeah. Huh? Can you imagine <laughs> him just, like, loading it into a rocket, like a magical rocket launcher, <laughs> just shooting it into space? Like, go, messenger, bring forth news. <laughs> go for it. Oh, my gosh. Man. All right. Well, one of mine is up next. Mm-hmm. And I love this one. Actually, uh, I need, to, I doubt, they had a run of the plushies of the oh, yeah. Sand Fox. Um, and I don't know if you can still get them. And I regretted that I didn't buy one and I should have gotten mm-hmm. one. Maybe I can find one somewhere. But until then, I have the minion in game um, that you can you can enjoy, which is uh, this little Sand Fox minion. And uh, it will perform tricks for a lick of birch syrup. So even though it looks very grumpy and not at all amused or interested in anything, it likes birch syrup, which I thought was just cute as cute. Um, And the sand fox lore is actually really good. The descendant of a thousand-year-old vulpine spirit, this creature dreamed of training under the tutelage of its legendary forebear, Sotan. Alas, it was turned away and ended up taking you as its master instead. Though it will devour most anything you give it, it has grown fond of birch syrup. <laughs> I just think it's cute. Um, also love that like we see the ongoing mythology about the uh, like the animal spirits, which mm-hmm. is very much something that you see in uh, like Eastern mythology. Um, and the idea that, like, when a creature reaches its its thousandth year, or, like, is it when items reach their hundredth year, um, there's that kind of ascension or that sort of, um, oh, you know, yeah. you've accumulated, like, enough 
of the sort of uh, the energy and, you know, the, the other kind of things that go into this that like you become more powerful, sort of like we see with the four lords and their sort of ascension from beasts oh. into um, creatures that have sentience and their own ability to like manifest and stuff like that. So um, whether or not the Vulpine spirit referenced is the one from the Foxy Lady Fate or a different one, mm-hmm. uh, I just thought that this was kind of a cool little touch and I had no idea that the Sand Fox had connections to that kind of mythology. So, right. um, Oh, and that one you get for faux leaves. That one you get for faux right. leaves. So I looked it up really quick because I'd never heard of Sotan. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently in a particular uh, tale related to Japanese tea culture, a fox hmm. learns the tea ceremony so well he's able to disguise himself as Sen Sotan, the grandson of the great tea master Sen Norikyo. Hmm. So he is wanting to train under a fox who knows tea ceremony so well he is able to pretend to be a guy. <laughs> a fox that just pretends to be a tea ceremony master. Yeah, <laughs> love that. That's cute. So well, there random. you go. Now you've got like a character or an NPC you can populate into, you know, the East. If you're like you're doing role playing stuff or things right, like exactly. that, or creative writing. That's like so all of there. these are so good for that. Oh my goodness, Min- minion lore! If you are an RPer, what are you doing? Read this. Read Go through all of them. All right. This next one is the Shag Shot. I feel like mm-hmm. mine got picked for adorableness rather than uh, lore stuff. So sorry about that, guys. No, I love it. That's fine. This, this adorable piglet will gore your heart and leave you yearning for more truth. Uh, the orphaned offspring of one of the many wild boars that inhabit the deep ravines of Zelfatal. Having lost its mother, the tiny beast seeks someone of unmatched strength and boundless courage to teach it the ways of survival. Until that someone is found, you'll do most nicely. <laughs> Harsh. Right? Wow, okay, well, fine. Okay. Jeez. The disrespect. He's like, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I ran this dungeon so many times. To, just, just for this little guy. Oh, yeah. He's so cute. Uh, I was always... As as mentioned in the description, you get it from Zelfatol. Yeah, and I loved Zelfatol. But I I remember when it came out, we were like, we wanted so much more. Because it's a big area of the Exalt, right? Mm. It got the Alamegan treatment. Yeah, it did get the Alamegan treatment. But it's really cool to go through. Like, it was such a cool dynamic. You know, it was in that time period of Alamigo where they kind of... They wanted to give you a whole experience of a place in a dungeon uh hit or miss sure but uh <laughs> we, this one, we got all amigo yeah, yeah yeah exactly right so i just i just remember i think i did this a bunch with you because you wanted the show uh-huh. yeah i Thanks. do remember that friendship I, I think we did it so many times that we started to do it without healers just to mess around it yeah. i think this is one of the ones yep yeah yep. exactly so like i'm sitting on summoner just spamming physics which didn't do anything. No, no, no. It was just basically uh, for my own comfort. I tried. That's what I wanted to be able to say. So this next one, um, you both picked, actually. It's both. Oh, did we? Yeah. 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 Oh, no. I missed that there was because an overlap on that. No, I mean, this one's really good, it's, though. It's really, really cool. So you you go for it, and I will just add on. Okay. Um, so Tinker's Bell, I love this one. I actually yes. use this one a lot of times. Oh, do you? Yeah, I just, I, funnily enough, not even necessarily because of its appearance, uh, appearance but because mm-hmm. of its lore. And I just thought right. it was really interesting. 
Um, so Tinker's Bell is said to be named for a pixie, Tinkerbell, uh, unless you ask the pixies who adamantly deny that any of their kind would ever have borne such a ludicrous name. <laughs> and How dare you. Uh, it's discovered fallen off of the monstrous Archaeotania by an Ondo youth. Uh, this enigmatic instrument, half bell and half maiden, is believed to be either an adornment from ancient times or a recreation thereof. Upon it is inscribed an enchantment that amplifies magical power. So, like, the idea being that you would have this and it would kind of go around with you and would enhance your own magical abilities um, is really cool. I mean, also yeah. the kind of the bell imagery of it. Like, we know uh, that we do see some in, like, Swallow's Compass and stuff like that, right? We see mm -hmm. uh, some of the enemies, like, Geomancer-related yeah. yeah. that have the bell. Um, that use bells for various magical stuff. And I'm like so interested in this aspect of the sort of auditory or soundscape. And we have bards, mm. but like we know even from Rokan now that um, supposedly canonically Onmyoji use a staff that uses like almost um, sound based or kind of like resonance based mm -hmm. attacks, which is really cool. Uh, I just, I love this. There's, like, this whole little niche of magic that could relate to something like this, a bell or, you know, a, an you auditory have, uh, aspect. In White Mage now mm -hmm. with the, the Lily Bell. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Lily Bell. Oh, exactly. Yeah, good one. So, yeah, I just think this is really cool. And we don't have a lot of stuff that's just more so about, like, smaller scale relics of the time of the ancients. Right. So, this is, it got my imagination going. How about you? How yeah. about you all to know? So... I, when I was just scrolling through, I was like, I have never seen this thing before. So when you were like, you use it, I was like, I just, I, 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 I had never seen it. So as I'm scrolling, I'm like, what is that? It's a whole pixie? All right, so it came off this thing. And I look at the name of it and I go, wait, that's Twintania. Because in Final Fantasy V, Twintania did not look like a dragon. But its palette swap, the harder version, was called Archaeotania. And it dropped a oh. bell weapon. Oh. Called Tinker's Bell. So literally, this is this is a deep cut from <laughs> history. I didn't know that. That's right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just I looked at that name and I went, I know that name. Why do I know that name? And it's just one of those weird things. And it does. Okay, so what does that mean? So if we think about that, so the ancients had something called Archaeotania that in Final Fantasy history is related to Twintania, but Twintania is a dragon. And the ancients didn't make dragons. They didn't even know about dragons, right? Question right? Because they were on another star. Yeah, they hadn't so, come to the star yet. So why is this one of their, like, you know, because this was one of the first monsters from uh, ancient times, right? This, this is what it is. Like, the, the fate is, like, it's a leftover monster from ancient times. And, you know, it's one of the blasphemies, or not blasphemies, it's one of the... Um, uh, 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 what am I trying to say? The horrors or terminus beasts, basically, mm. that they made from their mind. And I'm like, they were scared of dragons, but they didn't know what dragons were. But it's not a dragon because it looks, it doesn't look like a dragon, but mm. Twintania didn't look. So this, this one made me like go in a loop it, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out like, it's just a deep cut. I should stop thinking, but also <laughs> what, do, what do you mean by this 14? I don't know. Interesting. No idea. No clue. I mean, I mean, maybe you could. I think they probably just picked a name that they knew would yeah. be a reference mm -hmm. and just kind of, you yeah. know, yellowed it. But I, maybe you could make some kind of argument about it. Yeah. Like, 
you know, we as people imagine a lot of things that we don't actually like aliens, right? Yeah, like, exactly. and you know, we imagine things like beyond our our planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, who knows? Maybe, maybe those imaginings may someday be proven to be accurate to something, or at least yeah. like more like something that we would conceive than than not like you know or maybe just totally different and it's a you know we couldn't even conceive of what other life forms would be out there but maybe um i mean like maybe there maybe there was very early contact with a dragon maybe there are like maybe there were rumors or myth about them if they kind of you know came in close like how we have have people who are like ufo followers now they're like i saw something i saw something in the sky you guys and then it was beats. made real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, and you know, there was, uh, Twin Tanya when I started actually to- was on a space mm-hmm. journey. Now they weren't even born yet. They were on a space journey <laughs> yeah. and they got synced and they're, that's why it's Archeo Tanya because they twins. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> so weird because from another mister. There you go. The, the, the fate, the, the mob, cause it's a fate chain, uh, mm. uses Giga Flare. And I'm just like, question mark. I just, I don't understand this. Like, what is happening right now? Why, why, what agents explain? Please explain. <laughs> agents explain. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's what I got out of it too. Uh, I like, I need to remember to change these freaking, uh, these images. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. The next one's the Nutkin. We can't oh, have yeah. this and not talk about the Nutkin, right? Yeah, you got to talk about the He's uh, your buddy who saves your balls. I knew it. All right, the Nutkins are, there's multiple apparently, are mm-hmm. infamous for being shy and timid creatures. What? Shows that this brave uh, beastkin comes complete with a pair of iron acorns on him. Oh my god. I only see one. Yeah, that's true. I get it. I'm just being dumb. All right, uh, inspired by the words of Milth Ironheart, this daring squirrel longs to travel the realm in search of the legendary golden acorn and hopes that trailing in your shadow will ensure that he isn't eaten before he discovers the mother load. Yipes. Uh, this guy comes from Unhidden Leather Maps, which I think means you can also just buy him off of the market board. Yeah, most likely, yeah. 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 This oh, cutie Nutkin. patootie. We've, we've seen him in the MSQ. Uh, yep. At least once, twice now, I think. He's usually with yeah, our buddy Fancred. Uh, and he's in the latest Dawn Trail. Yep, latest Dawn Trail. Yeah, trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Jumping around, looking for nuts, and interrupting Fancred's lady time. Yeah. Yep. I'm assuming we're going to have some kind of scrap situation from the Ice Age films on our hands oh, with comedic <laughs> oh, no. nutkin interludes or something in Dawn Trail. And that maybe when we get to the Golden City, this sweet nutkin will finally be able to get that legendary acorn. Yeah. I'm just yeah. concerned that he's going to be disappointed because, like, it's going to look real cool, but he's not going to be able to eat that. It's his treasure. Yeah. You know, maybe he treasure. just carries it around everywhere. It's his treasure. Do you think yeah. there'll be a minion in Dawn Trail that will be the nutkin, but with the golden acorn? Yes. I oh, hope yeah. so, yeah. That'd be cute. I mean, it's got a pair of iron acorns and then one golden one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that works, right? Oh yeah. But yeah, it, oh, yeah. It wants it wants to go on an adventure. Like it, it was inspired. Like I I love because you. This is why we want to talk about minions. Because you look at the Nutkin minion, you're like, cool, it's a cute thing. That whatever, I just do it. But all of these things have really stupid. Like, wh- what are we? You're gonna give us a, a 
A reference to Millith Ironheart? Like, seriously? <laughs> okay. Which, that is that the one we actually get to talk to in, uh... Place? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bay yeah, thing? To, mm. Yeah. Uh, to go into that, uh, she's like in... Gridania? Yeah, she's in Gridania. So she's oh, like, okay. um... Uh, There's a bunch of Ironhearts all over. Yeah, yeah. She's one of the family, because uh, they're a whole clan of explorers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's the one who gives you the sightseeing log. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, wouldn't it be fun okay. if they incorporated the little guy into the sightseeing log this time around? That'd be cool. That'd be cute. That would be neat. You have to do like a little task for the nutkin and you get your sightseeing log. Oh, yeah, I hope they do yeah. that. <laughs> but like, uh, it's like, I don't know, her dad or her uncle or something or whatever is the one who gives us the quest for um uh halatali mm -hmm. like he just shows up i think his them. name is nedrick yeah 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 that sounds right and then there's yep, another yep. one of them in uh in charlian oh yeah you're He's right on the docks yeah so it's just a family of explorers yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them all over the place and this nutkin i guess met millith in gridania and then went on a journey Got bright-eyed and literally bushy-tailed and went. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What fun. Uh, so I think one of mine is next, and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful butterfly named Morpho. So with blue wings pla practically glowing, this butterfly feels almost like a spirit. Almost. Um, so this thing is in, well, they, they show up a couple of times, but in the Lost City of Amdapur, uh, specifically hard. So, as we get into the description, it's like, okay, so Lost City of Amdapur has a bunch of moss and weird spidery webs and crazy stuff like that. Well, what is this thing? So, the wings of this butterfly were highly sought after during the War of the Magi, Amdapur makes sense, as their scales could be used to make poison that inhibited the restoration of magical energy. As a result, they were hunted to near extinction, and now very few remain. So this was like, they hunted these to make a poison to kill each other. <laughs> um, but the poison stops restoration of magical energy, and that makes sense. And I don't know that they did this on purpose, right? Because this is Lost City of Anderport. Remember how we thought Astro and Umbral were flip-flopped? Mm -hmm. Well, this is a light-based... It is light-based, because we're in Amdapur. A oh. light-based creature that inhibits, with stasis, magical energy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so as I was looking into it, I, I couldn't find really any connection, but it made me think of Black Rose, right? Which, that's what it does, too. And it was light-based. So it's like, even back in the Lost City of Amdapur, there were these little hints about light and stasis. In a stupid minion. Well, not <laughs> stupid, it's a beautiful minion, but, I mean, what? Yeah, and also, it's really cool for that kind of backstory RP thing, that poison that inhibits restoration of magical energy. That's a cool idea. Just carry it's very around fertile. You, no big deal. Exactly, I mean, like, right? In a war, literally, of mages, yes. mm -hmm. if you can, just like, you know, if an archer runs out of arrows, but, like, if you can make it so that your opponents mm -hmm. run out of MP, essentially, right? Like, exactly. of magic or the ability to, like, gather more magic, then you're effectively, like, stripping them of their weapon. Um, which is so cool. Like, that's, that's pretty amazing. Awesome yeah, that these beautiful butterflies were almost hunted to extinction. <laughs> right. And when you <laughs> think about really the war, 
and it's found in Amdapur, and they were fighting black mages, and black mages have infinite MP, technically, but they don't if you stop them from having infinite, infinite MP. So it's like really cool kind of uh, meta uh, stuff about black mages and white mages, and how black mages are infinite pools of mana, and you know they needed to find some way. So this is the way they found, and uh, poor butterflies. Yeah. I also like the little reference, um, although they don't like, you know, obviously lean super into it, but the butterfly feels almost like a spirit, right? Yeah. And the fact that that ties into like Japanese mythology where butterflies mm -hmm. oftentimes are representative of like the souls of the dead. Right. Um, it's very, I, I love all the little layers in this one. It's a good one. I mean, yeah. the Morpho minion used to be, I think, one of the most valuable minions in the game yes. that you can yeah. buy and sell, but they've added it into a bunch of stuff. So yeah, prices drastic go down at this point, but... <laughs> Yeah, you can get it everywhere, and of course, Morpho. They have to. They have to put every reference in here that they can. Morpho is just like a genus of butterflies, just a type, and they are beautiful from the rainforest. That's about it. Makes me feel bad for the furnishing there, where there's just like Morpho's butterflies pinned up. It's like ah, yeah. that's a oh extinct almost creature. Whoopsie. Maybe they uh -oh. just found them already dead. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the next one is one of mine. I love this one. It's so cute. Um, this is the Yukinko Snowflake. Um, and its little descriptor is falling, 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 falling on his head. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's meant to like talk about like a little snowflake falling, like drifting down. And then this little guy lands on his head, unfortunately. Um, its larger description is the Yukinko's woven headdress serves not only to protect the creature from the elements, but spare it the embarrassment of having its nakedness <laughs> exposed into the world. Not that any sane man would dare peek under the straw lest he risk eternal damnation. <laughs> That's extreme. <laughs> it's, pre it's pretty intense. Um, so when I was researching this one a little bit, because I've, I've always loved this little minion and it's super cute. And it's, kind of, it's based off of, its appearance is based off of, I think it's a type of Japanese finch that's like a little cute little ball of just like white feathers it's so adorable mm. um you get these from the hide to lock boxes and there's a fate that features a bunch of them with like a kind of bigger almost motherly figure sort of thing that's that's uh, summoning all of them right and um as i was researching this one it's because it comes from the yukinko in japanese mythology so yuki ona were like um like womenly or feminine kind of snow spirits that would oftentimes appear in things like snowstorms um, that would like, sometimes they're malicious, sometimes they aren't. Um, sometimes, you know, they lure people to their deaths and then they slowly siphon them kind of vampirically of like all their energies and they freeze to death. Um, sometimes in some mythologies, they straight up have full on relationships with people and even like bear children um, or kind of like, Kind of like selkie myths decide that they're gonna live mm. with like a mortal or something like that um but yukinko are sometimes in various myths depicted carrying a baby so like you might see one of them with a, a baby in her arms and that baby is the yukinko um i don't know if they were meant to be like also like they, they would grow up to become other you know mm -hmm. yukiona uh and so that little like thing about like if you peek underneath the straw like to look at this small feminine child you oh, will get boy. damned <laughs> oh no right. we're back to eden we're back to eden no. again 
Um, nah. Or if it's meant to kind of, you know, talk about like the larger sort of Yuki Ona, mm. you know, like lured to your death kind of thing. Um, but I thought this was interesting because they're very cute little birds and yet they have a lot of callbacks to various things. Um, and I, I, I just think this minion is super cute. So. Oh, yeah. Cute bird dark lore. <laughs> <laughs> right. The next one is the owlet. Cute bird dark lore. Mm. <laughs> Who needs eyes in the back of your head when you can spin your head a full circle? Fair point. Uh, preserved with temporal magics and placed on display in the fractal continuum, which is where this minion comes from, this genetically enhanced cloudkin is documented as being one of the genetic components used in the creation of mirror knights. There's the dark part. He <laughs> appears to have developed the capacity for reading. That's the random part, but also cute. So yeah, uh, I guess these were stolen from the environment, enhanced, and then gene spliced to make those scary mirror night guys that explode you with whirly, dervishy wind mm. stuff if you don't move. Okay, I'm on. Sure, I, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Right. That's that's really interesting because I um. Thinking about the first time that I remember the mirror night like model, because aren't they like. The, in the Twintania fight, right? Those little things that pop up that you have to kill after yeah. twisters or during twisters. Yeah. yeah. So I there's always a, remember them. There's a bunch of them too. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. There's oh, no, that's fine. Two in that one region in Thanalan. That's right. like yeah. part of the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like... Those are just owls. Okay. Yeah. I don't Maybe. like knowing Maybe this. evil owls. It's like... Uh, I mean, owls were used to make them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Secret of Nim, evil owl type deal here. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff in the fractal continuum though. So like, I'm not at all surprised that this adorable minion oh, has yeah. some, some crazy gene splicey lore attached mm -hmm. to it. Uh, Isn't that where we first kind of really figure out the Ixal, right? Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. They're yes, like yes. In, in tubes there and we're like, oh, they were made, huh? Yee. Whoopsie. Yep. A lot, of, a lot of cool stuff in there. If you if you mm -hmm. haven't looked into any of the little lore tidbits you can find in Fractal Continuum, just have a look around the internet or go do the dungeon and look at the little reading points if you've never done that. Mm -hmm. Here's a, a little addition to that um, mm. because I was thinking and I think we actually got some additional lore about Mirror Knight's in one of the lore books, funnily enough, Ooh. Um, from the Fractal Continuum entry stuff. So they mentioned uh, that they were second-generation constructs boasting the strength of a bear and the acute vision of an owl. As with mm -hmm. many early efforts at synthesis, lack of intelligence and a proclivity for violence limited its practical use. Um, which owl is bear! Is it owl bear? They're, owl they're owl bears. They're essentially Final Fantasy XIV's owl bears. <laughs> That's nifty. Who knew? Who That's knew? awesome. That's really cool. Who, Who knew? <laughs> Also interesting that. that there's okay. the mention of uh, temporal magic that could freeze a being like this in a sense of, yeah. of um, aging or progression mm. to even still exist and be animated this far past the time of ancient Alig. Like Solus and yeah, right. yeah, all yeah. the stuff in the tubes that we end up fighting. Yeah, because they always have this kind of also clockwork type of feel to them mm. as well. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I think, yeah, one of mine is next. Mm -hmm. It's a weird one. I, just, I saw the name and I went, what is, 
What is that? What is I, well, I, I have never seen that before, and it's not a surprise because I didn't do this content. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the private did pack once. a podium. I did once, yeah. Once. Did. With us yes, on stream. Yeah, once. Uh, private pack podium. It's detonating days are thankfully over. Okay. So it is the underling to Gankana, or Gonkana. Uh, it's it's harder to pronounce, and I'll tell you why in a bit. But so Gonkana, what is Gonkana? Gonkana is a boss in Eureka Ortheris. Um, it's a level 71? Yes, level 70. And it's the big robotic mandragora looking thing, right? So, <laughs> in its kind of entry, thank you, gamerescape.com, for this <laughs> wiki that I can look at and see the description of this thing. So, uh, here's what the description of Gonkana is. Unfortunately, Gonkana and Pacopodium Mines are two forms of weaponry that were never developed past the prototype stage before the Empire collapsed. Talking about Alec. We're almost always talking about Alec. Anyway, uh, so the intended purpose was to line ambush beneath the soil and then uh, pop up and uh, kill people. Straight up just murder people. That's what they do. That's what Mandragoras are for, by the by. That's the only reason Mandragoras exist. Yay. Hooray. And so they designed them to look like plant life. And then they have sensors on them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, private Pacopodium, underling to Gankana. This Pacopodium mine had hidden itself for an ambush, but it burrowed too deep into the ground and missed its chance to detonate. Subsequently released from military service, it appears to be enjoying its newfound freedom. Aww. So it's just vibing now. You know what? I don't need to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to vibe now. That's a-okay. Hey, you know what? Screw that stuff. Uh, yeah, and a gonkana, because I was like, this this is an interesting word. Where did it come from? It is an Irish folk folklore uh, incubus. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. What is it? What does the word means? It, it it means love talker, and I'm like, I don't understand why you picked this name, but you did, and that led no. me to this. So thank you. You can do whatever you want in your car. Are we saying now? Thank you. Yes. Are we saying now that the the mysterious language that the Mandragoras speak is the language of love? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that why they're screaming all the time? <laughs> yes, that's exactly why they're screaming all the time. But you know, this led me to look up Mandragora in, in Encyclopedia Eorzea and other places, and it says that they didn't exist before the seventh calamity. So Bahamut. So it literally says that they were recently discovered, or uh, enigmatic mandragora were first observed in the aftermath of the seventh umbral era. Mm. Did we not have mandragoras before then? But the empire made some of them, or at least something like them. I don't know. This is another one of those ones where I, I kept going, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Do you know? And I don't know that your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> This is the, this is my maybe. Yeah, you, right? like we, we don't know, right? I mean, is it possible? I mean, like we like you said, predating that calamity, we see these yeah. things in um, Eureka Orthos, right? So yeah. theoretically, if Alec didn't give rise to them, they were aware of them and they mm -hmm. made something like them. Um, is it possible that perhaps they have hibernation cycles and they right. like actual creatures themselves, much like these, burrowed deep down to the earth like locusts 
and then like after the huge explosion and tumultuous mm-hmm. period of time with the ether that happened there with the calamity they awoke and came back to the surface and we got like we then saw the more organic types of them we know that they have a language that's untranslatable mm-hmm. by like modern the echo, yeah yeah like which is very interesting what if- yeah. What if what if all of their their appearances are just they put like a tomato on their head, like underneath if you try and chop them open, this is what they look like. Oh no, they're all <laughs> robots. Would be terrifying. They're, they're all vegetable robots. suits. <laughs> um, absolutely buck wild. I mean, who knows? Mandragora are like yeah. a weird little meme mystery. Um, yeah. It could be that like they they were an experiment of Alec mm-hmm. and they had like robotic versions and then like genetic prototypes that they made and that maybe yeah. only some of them remained after the fall of the empire like up in the moon and then when it, i i have no idea right they're very mysterious it's... maybe they're the actual one of the original life forms inherent yeah. alongside the ancients to the star like it really could be anything but i i i did not know that factoid about Mandragora that it literally says they were not around until the seventh umbral era. How did I? How did I miss that? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's ever told to us. I don't. Would we care? It's so I don't know. Random. I do now. Yeah. There's right. also the whole mythology about the supposed um, hierarchy and and a supposed Mandragora kingdom mm-hmm. yeah. that's like right. long yeah, been yeah. rumored. <laughs> it's like okay, sure. I don't know what any of this means. But if you want this 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 uh, individual, uh, <laughs> they're from Reward Sacks from Eureka Orthos. You can still go back and do that. That's fine. Uh, I did it once. But don't get exploded. Yeah, don't do not get exploded. Get exploded. Uh, my next one was Demon Brick. Which is one, I think, one of the earliest minions I ever got in the game. It's probably yeah. a lot of people's first minions. Mm-hmm. This entire time, I thought it was a void scent. I thought it was a void scent related to the demon wall. And I had never actually read the description of it. So this was pretty illuminating for me. Um, It's a little shortened one, a shorter descriptor is, We are all better off not knowing what arcane magics animate this ordinary stone block. And then the longer description is, for many years, modern archaeologists did not understand how a seemingly primitive civilization without clockwork or steam technology could build the massive stone structures of Omdapur. Animated bricks, such as the one that has chosen to follow you, may be the missing link. So, theoretically, they just made the bricks walk themselves into place and then deanimated them, removed whatever. It's it's very interesting here. Uh, wow, there's yeah. kind of an ominous tone to it. You yeah. would assume it would have something to do with void scent, but it doesn't it, seem like that. It seems like it's does. a type of magic. Yeah, well, I mean, like the arcane magics could have been them summoning void scent into the bricks, right? Yeah, and then like giving void them existence. directives to go, yeah. which would Get then be there. really grim if those void scent, as we all know now, are just people. Right. <laughs> well, if you think about it. Oh yeah, that is really awful. If you think yeah, about it, like, like life, statues, I think they could be animals too, or something. You know? there's, yeah, there's the true. gargoyle statues that actually turn into void scent. So mm-hmm. like, you think there's void scent that are just blocks? I mean, yeah. it seems like that's what happened here, yeah. right? And this is how they built the pyramids. I get it now. What? It wasn't aliens. 
It's also interesting because Amdapur were known for their white magic. Right, yeah. But uh, you would assume that if they were manipulating Void Scent, uh, we would have seen Mach being the one to do that. Um, and we know that white magic does animate certain types of entities, like we see the stone guardians and things in Amdapur Hard. Um, the, like, giant yeah. stone Valkyrie kind of women as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, but these look very decidedly demonic, so. Yeah, okay. So, we, yeah. We have demons all over the place in original Amdapur. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I wanted to go back and look at it. Yeah. So, during the War of the Magi, Amdapur created stone golems based on beings of light, right? So they, they remember this is, like, the whole... They saw beings of light, so they made stone golems that looked like them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it said during the War of the Magi, Amdapur's enemy, Mach, resorted to summoning Void Scent, and specifically Dia Diablos, or Diabolos, however you want to do it. Um, and they were imprisoned within the city by Amdapuri Magi. So I maybe a Void Scent summoned a Void Scent into this brick, or maybe a I you know like they took over stone golems that were made. Because, yeah, Amdapur wouldn't have made them. But maybe the Void Scent just took over what was there. I don't know. Yeah. That's another one of those, like, missing, funnily enough, missing maybe, questions. Maybe original Amdapur was from a time um, before there was a schism. Mm, mm -hmm. Could be. Mm -hmm. So they had people there who were working light magic and also summoning Void Scent, no worries. Yeah. Maybe they didn't... I mean, you can just kill Void Scent and send them back. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they didn't want to risk them being resummoned and yeah, right. like prisoners of war they like bound them into stone and then used them to build their to build their oh. you know cities i i have no idea yeah. it's kind of it's interesting though um yeah, and this it, one obviously comes from amdapur keep like i was like right, yeah. you can get it in a chest that's um just set before one of the doors that leads into like the main building proper first mm -hmm. boss first boss everybody ignores that chest now <laughs> yeah, everybody does. <laughs> Alright. Next one is the Susasaurus. I'm gonna admit, I also picked this one because it's cute. Uh-huh. So, uh -huh. Sorry. That's good. I like that. It says, might be able to tow a robo to safety, if not a galleon. Uh, and that makes more sense in a second. Uh, believed to be related to the legendary... Elasmosaurus, which is a fishable guy you can, you can actually catch in this game. Mm. Uh, this young sea dragon, it's not real dragon though, I imagine. Or maybe it is. Yeah. Anyway, the young sea dragon <laughs> yeah. had become separated from its herd when it encountered a submersible, which it decided to follow. Inquisitive by nature, it cranes its long neck to scout out its surroundings and will not stray yeah. from whomever it considers its parent. I looked up the Elasmosaurus. And mm. uh, they're they're pretty smart. When they see uh, vessels in danger, they tow them to safety, which is why that first little bit says uh, maybe able to tow a rowboat, etc. Well, oh, they're interesting. Just, they're just nice little dudes hanging out in the water being like, oh, man, you're having a bad day. Let me take care of that for you. And like putting boats in safe places. <laughs> oh, yeah. and yet you can fish them. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't do that. So rude. Yeah. They're out there yeah. helping you and you're just going to serve them up for dinner? My God. Rough. 
<laughs> just put them put them in a fish tank, maybe. Still, that's kind of it's kind of rude. Ooh. Yeah. That does not I keep guess. me from using this little minion, though. So cute. It comes from <laughs> uh, submarines. If you send your submarines to Bloodbreak or Lilac Sea, too. Mm. So also it follows your submarine back. Yeah. Some of the submarines yeah. actually look like these guys, too. So it, it kind of makes uh, sense. Well, that's, have, like, that's a little yeah. sinister. Are we are we are we fishing for these guys to make them? No, into minions? he was already lost. He was already okay, lost. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, had become separated from its herd when it encountered a submersible. It was already yes. lost. We're not kidnappers. Was, yes. No, we did not do that on purpose. No <laughs> way. So send your submarines on purpose out to get one if you want one. But we're not doing it on purpose. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm a bastard. <laughs> We've contributed to this problem. Yeah, um, yeah. We're part of the problem. Yeah, speaking it's, it's of problems. See, this, this was a segue. Speaking of problems, uh, Dress Up Ralbon is my oh next my one. Oh my god. Uh, first and foremost, this description, or just the little blurb is so mean. Just detachable arm optional. How dare you? The disrespect. Wrong! <laughs> you show this man. Like, look, he gave an arm and almost a leg for us. And then you do this to him. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Ostensibly produced to commemorate Alamigo's liberation, this avatar of the Flame General was originally meant to serve as an apology for the campaign's troubled start. To that end, it was said to have been programmed to beg forgiveness in a dozen different ways. Oh! Yes! So I this, see. this is a subtle, not so subtle, reference to Rob on Extreme. Rob on if you played through, <laughs> through Stormblood, and you know, at certain point, when it first came out, you got to talk to Robon. And he was supposed to launch you into another quest. And it just it just didn't happen. Mm. Just didn't happen, because everybody else was also pressing the button on him. Uh, and yeah, that really sucked. And I remember personally, I tried for like three hours, and I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm just done, I'm going to go do something else. And as soon as I left, another server just crashed completely. And a bunch of people got through on our server, if I remember correctly. Yep. Was this the way that it happened for yep. you? And I was like, Mother. I actually, um, I'm a crazy person that gets up first thing in the morning uh, to get in that queue and get in the game quickly. Mm -hmm. And I never had to wait for Rob. Right. Yeah. You were, you were before. Oh, my God. Right. You have not suffered as we have suffered. It's, it's true. <laughs> uh, I was very nearly done with the expansion uh proper opening before some people got through up. yeah my god but yeah, yeah i think so i was sold out for two days because of the robot yeah. issue yeah oh my god it was easily a full day for me like they're just not <laughs> able to do it but yeah so this is the devs suddenly going hey we're sorry we're sorry hey we're sorry it's kind of funny because i i didn't really i didn't really think about it because this is a minion that you don't have to try to get. You're going to get this one because you get it from a level 70 MSQ quest or, you know, called Return of the Bull. So you have him probably if you're if you're listening to this cuz we've been spoiling. So uh yeah. I mean, in retrospect, <laughs> spoiler warnings. Sorry, that was late. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> our bad, our bad, our bad. Whoops, whoops, sorry. Uh minion lore goes everywhere just like fish lore. Uh but yeah, I just thought it was funny that they just kind of threw that in there, and they were disrespectful to him, and he's the one forgiving? It wasn't his fault. Look, it was not Robon's fault. We okay? need a Yoshi P minion that's like Yes, 30. that's right. 
Yeah, we should have and the wandering minstrel. And a little tiny now. shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a shirt that you could wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. I love it. Oh, <laughs> Great. Oh, man. This is so cute. I love that little tongue-in-cheek reference. Yeah. To, to the infamous Raubon extreme. Mm-hmm. I had no idea they'd put that in the menu description. That was a good, that was a good find out, yeah. you know? <laughs> really good. Uh, my next one, kind of taking us a little bit to some of the the Extended 12 lore um, that we've had with the 24 Man and Things, um, was, and it actually made me surprised that they didn't pick this particular minion for Menfina's animal form. Um, so the Domen Magpie, uh, approximately 3.14159 times more intelligent than the average swallow, is what it says. Pie times? Pie times? Yep. I, I don't know why. Oh, because Magpie. Yep. Magpie. Uh... Okay, okay. It's um, a magnitude it says, of pie. A magnitude of pie. Um, it says magpies have historically been portrayed as loyal messengers of Menfina, bearing the word of the lover's favor in war. There are some generals even today who will wait to advance their armies until one of the birds has been sighted on their ba- uh, on their side of the battlefield. So, I just thought that was interesting. I yeah. would never have put a magpie with um like a lover's theme but it made me curious about like how uh like the types of magpies in japan like Mm. might have different symbology um as opposed to being kind of more like depending on where you are in the world magpies can just be huge menaces like they're Mm. really good at mimicking voices they like stealing stuff like obviously in the west we have a lot of things about like a magpie's nest where you like collect or steal a bunch of stuff and like hoard it up right um I've always loved magpies. I'm fond of them. Growing up, magpie was a nickname a, a person in my neighborhood had for me. Uh, but I had never read Did the little description Did you steal shinies? I didn't. I don't know why. I think it's because it had some parallel to other references really to my name and things. I thought you were but, just going to say I can't confirm her, nor deny uh, that. Maybe. My life of karma side. Uh, no, I just thought that was really cool. And um, it also caught my attention because it may or may not have had some relevance to a role-playing character that I've recently recently mm. made. So this was one that I was just excited about, and I thought that was cool. I had no idea that magpies had an affiliation with Menfina. Yeah. Me neither. Nifty. Maybe because they, they steal and she steals your heart? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. It's weird that it has something to do with war, too. Like Right. And war, right, specifically, yeah. that she's supposed... Like, magpies are supposed to be bearers of her word or will in war, of all things. Mm. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. Why does she care about war? <laughs> yeah, the only thing that I can think of is, like, reuniting lovers after war. You know, like, the oh, one partner yeah. would be in the war, and then it's like, bring me back to my lover, maybe? But, like, that's a stretch, and they didn't say that. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. I see that. Uh-huh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Oh, no, so, no, 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 sorry. Um, I, I did see as I'm looking up here, magpies apparently in Japan have a connotation of good luck and good oh. news. So, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And there's no luck god, is there? Not really. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, not yeah. specifically. Fate. Fate. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh-uh. All right. Bye, bye, bye. Has yet to acquire a taste for blood. Notarune, resident junkmonger at Mimirune's trading post, came up with the idea for capturing and selling baby bats one day while raiding caves for bat eggs, of which they could not find any. 
Bats don't lay eggs. Kikarin is stupid. They're <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. They are like, dumb. Like, I, I had never read this because it's a baby bat. I'm like, it's a baby bat. But yeah, I just, <laughs> how dumb they are. A little bit, a uh, little bit lacking. Also, how dare you steal baby bats? Come on, guy. <laughs> I mean, I bought one, so you know. Oh. Who's the real problem here? <laughs> this is actually minion a, collectors. This is one of the first three minions I think we had. Yeah, it like was very chocobos. early. It was like this guy. I think the next one that I've thrown in here, and uh, the little baby uh, lindworm guys. Yeah. And I think that you, they're they're all just from, um, oh my gosh, merchants, NPC yeah, merchants. Merchant. This one is from uh, Junkmonger and Notarum in Upper Lenosha, so like, its lore is accurate. It went <laughs> into the cave. It brought out baby bats, and you can buy them from. Him. Buy baby bats from this man. Yeah. All right. I mean, okay. Sure. Bats are cute. Make sure yeah. that they don't have any diseases, because sometimes yeah. they're known for that. But like, uh -huh. animal bat friend, why not? Speaking of rodent-style things with diseases, oh, good. tiny rats, uh, one of the other ones, I threw it in there together, uh -huh. um, he may infest your granaries and he may carry the plague, but he's simply too adorable to condemn to the life-ending jaws of a metal trap. It's pretty oh, cute. Um, the other cute. things don't make me feel good about him, but he's pretty cute. Uh, it was only recently that an enterprising merchant from the Sapphire Avenue Exchange in Olda was tossed into the Sultanate's oubliettes for fluffing the tails of rats caught on Pearl Lane and selling prettied pests to tourists as tiny squirrels. You get this guy from uh, Chachamoon in eastern Thanalan after the uh, attack on Highbridge Quest uh, Fate Fate uh, line. There's like oh, three of yeah. them. Yeah. So after yeah. you beat up the rats in this quest line... Uh, you can buy them from this guy, who I'd like to imagine is the Sapphire Avenue Exchange uh, merchant who got thrown in the movie mm -hmm. yet, who found their way out and was like, okay, I'm just going to go live over here now. Yeah, I can't do it in the city, but I can do it out here. Yeah, they didn't stop their life of crime, but they did stop fluffing the rat tails. They're just like, I don't know, whatever. Um, I guess I'll just sell them regular. And <laughs> they, they don't even catch them themselves anymore. They wait until you've beaten them up in the fate. They go out and they pick them up and then they sell them back to you. Yeah, you know everybody gotta get money get paid you gotta have your hustle your side hustles you know mm -hmm. i can't judge them too much for that but it does seem like we should be getting a cut of the profits here absolutely apparently that npc merchant also leaves when the fate is in the area so they are out there picking up rats <laughs> hilarious yeah it's a different fate for them it's one of those pick up and deliver ones for them oh. <laughs> Uh, I love I love that this uh, this and the previous one actually sort of give the NPCs involved a little bit of life. Like they're out there yeah. wheeling and dealing and, and having their yeah. little, little money making lives. Hey, look, life's hard. We started in the seventh umbral, you know, like for those five years before the Warrior Light showed up. You know. You yeah. know. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta Absolutely. Do. Gotta do. Um, you know, earlier we were talking about Archaeo Tanya and the connections yeah, yeah. to Twin Tanya. And the next one, uh, I picked out actually Clockwork Twin Tanya, uh, which is a minion uh, in the game, in case anybody didn't know. I'm so surprised that, of all things, this one comes from Lords of Verminion Achievements, right. as opposed Here. to, like, anything relating Literally to, anything uh, like, Binding Coils or Alec or... The mount mm -hmm. also comes from uh, when you invite people to the game, you get, like, the mm -hmm. feathers... So yeah. I guess the Twintania is just 
doomed to be tossed around wherever. Yeah. Or Twintania. Or Twintania. Um, so it says, another advanced Allegan creation. Is there anything the Allegans couldn't create? The Allegans are believed to have created an instrument to answer this very question. Like, a thing that thinks up whether or not they have not thought up something, which is interesting. Um, and then yeah. the actual longer description. Despite being thousands of years old, this elegant crafted machina still runs as if it were activated yesterday. Tomestone analysis reveals that the automaton was created to celebrate the empire subjugation of Maricidian territories across the Rotano Sea. That is screwed up. It's pretty messed up. Um, you can only imagine poor Twintania literally dragged back like some kind of war trophy and <laughs> shackled mm -hmm. and imprisoned to do... Uh, you know, to become a slave to the Empire. And then the Empire is like, hey, look at this cool thing we did. Aren't we so good and cool and strong? And look at how much we're crushing Maricidia. To commemorate, we've made a bunch of tiny toys of this creature we've enslaved. And now we're going to disseminate them across the Empire for your children. <laughs> I was like, Yay. okay. All right, Alec. Okay. I mean, it seems very on brand, so... <laughs> And maybe that's why it's a Lords of Verminion thing, because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, here you go. You you played this game in which you make minions fight each other. It's totally not real. Here's the thing. That's very dark. That's a, that's a dark rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> I don't know. Here you are playing God with the lives of small creatures. <laughs> yeah. Just like ancient Alec, you monster. <laughs> How oh, dare you. Congrats on your 50 wins or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how many minions you've murdered? They weep every <laughs> night for their fallen brethren. Sands. Much like the blood sands are coated in their blood. I, uh... Mm, I shouldn't laugh. This is why... This is why you look at minion lore. This is exactly yeah. why you do it. Yeah. Huh. Next one up, getting very quickly away from Twintonia, is the small <laughs> shell. <laughs> identify with this not really uh the mere sight of this wee wave can may cause severe psychological trauma to those who spent years of their lives on faraway shores culling his relatives this is an uh, 11 reference it is it Valkyrie really is fighting crabs for hours on end to level up <laughs> Hours. oddly enough it did not cause me psychological trauma i was like oh it's the crab i want one <laughs> That was me. As applied by applied as implied by its name, the small shell shell is small. Mm. What is not widely known is that unlike normal crabs whose shells grow thicker and hence larger as the crab ages, small shell carapaces actually reduce in size due to erosion over the wavekin's lifespan until nothing is left but legs. What? Okay. What? All right. Hey, what? I don't sure. understand. Yeah, that's a... Uh... Excuse me, huh? I don't... I don't... Yeah, that's that one's hard to... <laughs> Is it like a horseshoe crab and then... I don't know. Do Is they, do they eventually turn to scorpions? I don't know. Right? Yeah, what like... is this? You'd really hope they would replenish it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd really hope that they would. That like that would be a thing, but it does not seem to be the case. Does he become a hermit mm. crab then, or does yeah, he just die? I think it's dead. Right. I just think uh, it's dead at that point. That's and so I think sad. 
It's like born into its shell, and its shell it's over time it sustains it, it protects it, it just yeah. gets eaten away at until they die. Additionally well, sad, it's acquired from the fate, it's not lupus, where you fight cancer. Yeah. Cancer the yeah, crab. The we crab. Should, yeah, yeah. The crab, sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is a dark, I mean, even little, the name of the a dark little minion. What is happening? Yeah, even the name of the fate is just like, you Oof. know. Like, it's not, it's, it's cancer. Anyway, but it's, but the good thing that I was going to say is that if you have a small shell, you can stop it from being eroded, right? Mm. You could treat it well. You could keep it alive for indefinite. I don't know. So I treat your small shell well. not for, for eroding. <laughs> Maybe. Just eat it. Just eat it. <laughs> Go do the fate, get another one, eat it. It, it is interesting to me that the, the crabs you fight in uh, the fate where you get this guy don't look the same. Yeah, they're not that crab. It's weird. Who knows? It's fine. Uh, Next. Oh, boy. We like, you know, we together. were dark and then it was like a little shell and then it was like, oh, yeah, that's cute. It wasn't. Uh, and so mock up Grinwat, who goes, or something similar to that. Um, so it's his description. Yeah, that's his description. That's all it says. Uh, this anatomically accurate uh, simulacrum of the Imperial soldier Grinwatt appears to have been built by Magitech engineers to determine the most efficient means by which to incorporate Magitech implants onto the Rogatan's body. Dark. They made a doll of Grinwatt to help inform how they're going to experiment on Grinwatt. And then we got it and it's our minion. Yay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, all right. Garlemald. <laughs> and you get this from Doma Castle because that's where you fight uh, Hypercharged. Yeah. yeah, Hypercharged him. So, you know, when I saw this, I was like, yeah, it's that guy who says, we go together, all my name days come at once. You know, whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. that funny dude. And then I was like, I don't remember his story before that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, he was just Garling Empire dude. He went around in Heavensward. They were trying to reactivate Omega. Right. You fought him. You beat him. Whatever. And then in Stormblood, we do the same thing, basically. <laughs> we just beat his ass, right? Mm -hmm. And then we do some stuff with Yotsuyu. We beat his ass again. Like, we just keep beating his ass until <laughs> the Empire picks him up and starts experimenting on him, kind of like the Resonant, right? Yeah. Uh, which is great and horrible, and he didn't really ask for that, like, in, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, they didn't ask him at all. They just did it. Like, uh, in the early stages of his experiments into the Resonant, uh, Aulus Maul Asina, so I believe that that's the dude in the chair uh, that you fight, and he mm. kicks you out of your, your body, and you have to walk back to it. He was trying to find out a way to augment the uh, flesh with Machina, and <laughs> Grinwatt was given to him. Yeah, was just given to him. Uh, attached to the Roganin's back was a contraption that siphoned out his blood and infused it with fortifying chemicals. So he's just Bane. What? Yeah, so that's how he worked. What? He doesn't have any blood. No, no blood left in there. Uh, nope. Mm -mm. So that's good. Yeah. No. Yeah, so... 
I was like, yeah, he's just that funny guy. Look into it. Oh, no. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, he's no. Very, and the sad guy. And the minion was just so that they could experiment on it, or at least try and plan out what would look the coolest. Like, is he... Mm. Are we talking about, like, cartooning? What is happening here? <laughs> Did you put a spoiler on him? Like, why do you need a minion he does to figure out what it's going to look like? He does. You're right. He does have a spoiler. Uh, but yeah, Grinwat. I'm not sorry that you're gone, but I'm sorry that that happened, I guess. Rest in peace, guy. Uh, and yeah, you know, his last name, this was another stupid little thing. Uh, he has a last name, Arvina. He is not related to Ridditon. He's not. It's just Rogadin from that area of Garlemald or, you know, their territories are given that last name. But I also saw the last name and I was like, did we? Did they ever tell us they were related? No, they're just from the same area. So it's like a Greystone or a Waters. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. But yeah, Grinwad. Sorry, man. So so tragic. Like, I knew he was kind of tragic, but oof! Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Grinwad, I feel bad for that man. Like, we didn't yeah, really a get bit. a lot about him, but he really is, like, a tragic victim in many ways like right. like of course he served the empire but like you can see again how disposable even their own people were to them mm -hmm. and like you know if you can't do it on your own then they're just gonna make you so that you can you're just a Steal weapon for blood. them a tool for them so, and i'm sure he probably like he probably thought that he was you know like whether or not he himself fully agreed to it, he probably thought, like, yeah, whatever to do to serve the Empire, you know? But, um, yeah, it is yeah. It's a stark reminder about a lot of the experimentation that we just kind of are, like, mm -hmm. we sweep it under the rug in our minds. Like, oh, yeah, they experimented on people. But then, like, you really think about a lot of the monstrosities that you see in the dungeons with different bosses mm -hmm. with Grindwatt, um, and just, like, the horrible way that they modified people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, Arvina is Latin for fat. So that's kind of mean that the Carlians do that to the Rogan. Yeah, I was like, there's one more note. What was it? Oh, yeah. Let's talk oh about gosh. unicorns. Yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, so this is this is one that I pulled out. Um, the Unicult. The Unicult. So mm. I didn't realize. So like in Ishgard, we see a lot of um, unicorn imagery. So uh, House Fortomp obviously has the unicorn on their shield. Um, the actual, <laughs> like, uh, crest of Ishgard as well has a unicorn featured on it. And apparently there are, uh, there's, like, greater lore surrounding unicorns in that, like, supposedly with House Fortomp, um, there was a, a legend that, like, a stallion appeared and guided the Elizen to Kurthis. Um, a, a unicorn stallion um, guided them to Kurthis, uh, specifically Camp Dragonhead, and then um, is what like essentially led them to found the nation there. Um, and unicorns are native to Kurthis, actually, and they used to be quite plentiful in uh, like amount of wild population, uh, but they were vastly hunted. Um, and I think there's like some other kinds of like references with them even being the mounts that were like precursors to uh, uh, what people rode in the region before chocobos actually became like the major kind of, you know, riding mounts um, in Kurthis. So they have this long history in Ishgard and Kurthis, um, but one that we don't always know about. And the Unicult kind of expands on that. Its little descriptor is because two horns are not always better than one. 
And its bigger descriptor is symbols of purity and innocence. Newborn unicorns are kept by the Ashgardian church to create holy water used in sacred rites, a process that involves the creatures dipping their horns in spring water while a sanctified priest blesses it. And you get this unicult from the vault, Palace of the Dead in the Aquapolis. I think uh, originally it came from the vault. Um, mm -hmm. But like the idea that you literally go through the vault and then just find like a, a foal, you just find a baby unicorn in there because they've been using it to create blessed water um, is, is something okay. that I had never like put together in my mind. Um, and as I've been doing a little bit of Ishgardian research recently, I really was taken by a lot of the kind of unicorn theming there as well as like you know the the thought of knights on unicorns and stuff right. like that which is just so great like uh but there's this whole element in ishgard that i think people don't uh oftentimes know because it wasn't brought as to the forefront in a oh, lot of the story that we got yeah yeah it's like you know elizin riding unicorns into battle with dragons like how do you get more fantasy than that i don't know it's how you do that so fantasy it's I don't know. fantasy <laughs> i'm swooning over here <laughs> yeah it's a little like, not nearly as dark as our previous guy. It's a little, sure. like, oh, sad they're stuck in a cathedral dark that these little baby yeah. unicorns, they're like, your existence is to make the holy water. Good job. <laughs> yeah, at least hopefully they venerate them enough that they're treated well, you know? Yeah, you would hope so. You think you think yeah. probably. But I would you know. assume that when they grow enough, yeah. probably they're, they're sent yeah. to stables or pastures or things and not, like, chopped up for unicorn parts, but I don't know. Maybe they Thornton's are. Thornton's a bad guy. Yes, yeah. suck, but... Uh, I'm just imagining, like, the elegant version of this is just the unicorn upside down and a whatever, and it's like, you know, it's just stuck <laughs> there for all eternity, you know? Uh, they probably didn't do that. Hate it. At the very least. Yeah, that's my... Right, let's talk about cute things. The lesser panda. Lesser only in size to normal pandas. And in life expectancy. And intelligence. And fluffiness. Well, perhaps not fluffiness. There are several theories as to how a beastkin native to the miscovered peaks of southeastern sorry, Ilsebard ended up thousands of leagues away from its home. And most involve an unhealthy infatuation with the furry creature by a certain imperial legatus. What? I'm like, okay, the only legati we really know at the time are Gaius and uh, Hydrus. So mm -hmm. one of those, according to this, really likes lesser pandas. However, I looked this up because I was like, internet, do you know what the hell this is talking about? And somebody on Reddit said that the uh, there's a localization discrepancy. The original Japanese says that it was a dragon who brought it to the Aerie. Because you get it from the Aerie. Right. So this lesser panion, panda is probably the companion <laughs> of a dragon. Huh. Huh. They were just like, this is cute, and I want it to hang out with me, so <laughs> right now. I would like a panda. Yeah, and that's how, you know, we ended up with these also. This is cute, and I want it to hang out with me, mine now. Are we really yeah. that different from dragons, guys? No. 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 No, we're not, and that's why we should love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was just waiting. Just opening the gates. Yeah. Thank you so Throw much. Wide the you gate. Know. This is why we're all uh, friends, you know? Yeah. Oh, friends. good. I'm, yeah, glad. Huh? I'm glad to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny that you had something that had a localization discrepancy, because right. mine has one, too, but we never knew this. So, the wind-up Illuminatus. Um, so, look, at look. it's a little goblin guy. Here, gob. It's a little gobby. Uh, so... 
says he's got like description the description though yeah it's true not not very great not not super cute um comes complete with two hands both blue as an illuminati baby's bum what are you talking Wait, what? about what are you talking about what are you <laughs> okay so the illuminati is a goblin group right you're like if you don't remember yeah they were involved with alexander yeah brave flocks did some stuff yeah yeah but why two hands why blue because in japanese they're not the illuminati they are called the blue hand oh owl note yeah the blue hand why okay i don't know why they're not called that here maybe they didn't think that blue hand would be a good idea or i don't know and even their logo is a blue mitten with a thumb. Oh, yeah. And I had never put the two and two together. Like, what? I just never. I never did. And I was like, oh, that's why. It's... And that's why two hands instead of the blue hand and blue in general. Okay, cool. That's huh. what? How would we? That's great. So the full description, originally conceived by Illuminati machinists as a means of displaying their society's scientific superiority, say that three times fast, society's the, schematics, the, and schematics. Then the schematics for this uh, automaton were stolen along with the secret recipe for goblin cheese during Brayflox's now legendary raid of the Illuminati, <laughs> uh, Illuminati stronghold. So I was like, okay, so which Brayflox were they talking about? They're not talking about either Brayflox. Um... Uh, dungeon that we got. They're talking about the raid before the first Brayflox, where she originally stole the recipe for cheese. Mm, okay. Because the way that because I was like, oh, let me look into Brayflox because she's mentioned, and so you know, we're going with the company of heroes and they're like, get us some cheese. We've got a cheese master in our ranks. <laughs> go talk to Brayflox. Brayflox says, there's a dragon in my house. Please help me. You go fight I the dragon. That's Brayflox long stuff. <laughs> Later on, the Illuminati attack her to try and get back this recipe. That's Brayflox Longstop hard. So they're coming to yeah. get the recipe that she had already stolen before Brayflox uh, Longstop. And I was like, okay, so then, okay, and then that, all right. And then later on, in like the melee DPS quests in Inwalker, Brayflox shows up again. I'm not going to super spoil it. Um, but talking about cheese again. And the Illuminati have a blood feud with her because of the cheese recipe and so when she stole the cheese she also stole the schematics for this minion and then sold it to someone who then gave it to some crafters and this is how you get this um minion you craft it with one blood pepper one chimerical felt one crawler silk one titanium ingot and 99 lightning shards that's but so that's a many wild lightning trip. shards that's it's a, a lot, lot. What does it do? Like, <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Um, but yeah, it's like this little minion a battery. takes you on this wild journey. <laughs> and you're like, all right, Brayflox is kind of badass when you think about it. Company like of Heroes? That, yeah, yeah, and that melee DPS also, uh, quest. Yeah, cheese, cheese is amazing. Is I'm sorry. I would absolutely launch a campaign to <laughs> get cheese and secure the best cheese. Yeah. Mm. If you haven't done those role quests, all I will say is that Brayflox may or may not be instrumental in an interrogation of a person, and it's great. So go do it if you haven't. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm up next again. Mm -hmm. Magic Broom. 
I just thought this one was neat. But yeah, that's, the only, that's the only explanation I've got. It says, for safety reasons, do not fall asleep while it is at work. And then in the greater descriptor, it says, while you may not hear many of the realm's mages admit it, magicking a household broom to become a self-propelled sweeping servitor, albeit one which does very little actual cleaning, is far more complicated than it sounds, requiring no fewer than seven cants of binding. Um, and you can get this uh, through Carpentry or through Coupo of Fortune. Uh, I just... This was intriguing to me because mm -hmm. we have a lot of lore about various things with like magical systems and stuff in the game. And we see, you know, um, various examples of, you know, we've got kind of like a, a puppeteering example now. We have the mammoths. We've got these things that have like enchantments on them. We know that things like the Porogo and stuff like that as well were like animals that had enchantments placed on them by Charlie and to become kind of minions. But we haven't really gotten, like, as much lore, at least in the content that I've played, um, that is, like, specific to sort of, like, this type of enchantment on objects sort yeah. of magic. Um, so I thought that this little like turn about... Yeah, yeah, like the brick. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but I just thought this little, like, bit, seven cants of binding, was really interesting to me. Right. Um, especially if you're a role player, you're curious mm -hmm. about, you know, creating a character that's kind of How like that. How do magic... Yeah, like the idea that you would use something known as cants and apply, like, you know, like bind them, like use them as part of a binding to try and like create the instructions and animations and everything else with this, I just thought was uh, really cool. And I think that yeah. cants... Because uh... like we know, we know about the, the elements, we know about like dark, we know uh, where you draw Aether from mm -hmm. to channel it, but we don't really know much about spells or the actual like architecture of them yeah um there's a couple origins for the word can't uh language mm -hmm. peculiar to a specified group or profession uh like thieves can't mm -hmm. like you hear in D, &D. Yeah. um or can't as in from the latin cantare or chant english um which refers to like singing like a you know like a cant or a chant mm -hmm. that you would do some kind of musical sort of thing um, would make sense in regards to something like the reference to, uh, I mean, the, the animated broom is obviously a reference to Disney's Fantasia, uh, Fantasia um, mm -hmm. and the musical pairing of stuff that they have there and the enchantment that you see there. But yeah, I just thought this was an interesting one. If you're somebody who has a spellcaster, you like to think about the way that magic works in different in different ways in the world. Um, had right. a cool little tidbit. Yeah. Hey. I have this guy um, on my island on the beach. Forever sweeping sand fruitlessly. <laughs> I love it. Person, I guess that's cruel. But you know, one, I mean, to one be fair, must like, imagine Sisyphus happy. Regardless <laughs> of the fiend. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of where you put the broom, it's just moving the dust around. There's no animated uh, dustpan. Just move it yeah. around. So yeah, he just has forever sand to move around just, however he wants. I I like to imagine it. he's becoming like an artist or something. He's sweeping. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, I'm not gonna launch into. It's funny that that the the whole one must imagine Sisyphus happy came up because it was a. <laughs> I got. I went on a journey at some point because uh, Xenos and I was thinking about something else and whatever, and I got to philosophy and I got to absurdism, and that's where that is. And like, yeah, I would like to imagine that broom is happy. It has a purpose. It's to sweep, and it's doing it. It's great. Let's not think about anything else. There yeah. we go. It's yeah, not sad. It. It's good. It can't be sad. 
It's separate. It can't be. be said. Mm -hmm. Get, yeah. All right. Is this me again? It is. No, nope, it it's yeah. just it's just me. Okay. Uh, the ephemeral necromancer, mm -hmm. which is based off of what the second boss in Heroes Gauntlet. Yeah. I think the spectral necromancer. Yes. Uh, so obviously you get this from Heroes Gauntlet. <laughs> if it could, it would summon forth an army of equally adorable undead, which is quite a thing to think about. Uh -huh. As a token of gratitude for playing with them, a pixie created for you this miniature version of the spectral necromancer, the hero from a distant world whom you fought. Uh, whoever the, that mysterious maiden may have been, her tale may never be known. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's uh, Lena or Lena from Final Fantasy V. Uh yeah, there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of speculation like who are they from where where are they, and it's just. The, the design and the pink hair and the, the pink hair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. I've never uh, gotten through five myself, but just looking up the uh, the info and being like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. that, that looks kind of the same. Uh, her outfit yeah. in, in five, if it's if you go with the pixel version, is a little bit like mm -hmm. darker, has skulls and stuff on it. But yeah, uh, yeah we, they did, like, we imagine that a lot of the, the heroes pulled into Heroes Gauntlet are from. Uh, other Final Fantasies, which is this kind of cool. Yeah, and you know, not to spoil five, she would have a few things to be upset about in her past, so maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh -huh. So, I mean, you know. We'll right. see. We'll see. Okay, the next one is the tiny tapir. It's the tiny taper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and this one caught my eye because I had no idea oh, yeah. that they are from the New World. Uh, so mm. it says natives of the New World claim that tapirs grow by devouring the dreams of their unsuspecting owners. And now you know what to expect. And it goes on to say, before it was realized that the tapers were in fact consuming the dreams of their owners, several hundred were sold to Uldan nobles seeking a better night's sleep. Surprisingly, there were few complaints from buyers even after learning the truth. So these little guys, um, kind of like what we saw with what is it, the Porksy in yeah. uh, on the first, they suck up dreams <laughs> with their little prehensile snouts. Yeah. Um, why? Who knows? They do. They do it though, and they are native. <laughs> uh, they seem like they they must be from the New World, given that natives t like have knowledge on them and things like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, will we see? Tapers in the New World in Dawn Trail, maybe. Yeah, there's um. the The way I got to it is pretty funny because I I hadn't you know I hadn't gone through this list, but I was like, yeah, a taper. I I know what they look like. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, wait, there's a Pokemon that puts people to sleep and eats their dreams. And I'm like, that must be a thing. And yeah, so apparently a Baku is a supernatural yeah. being that devour mm. nightmares. And I went, oh, right, because in Pokemon, they put you to sleep, and then they have this the ability Dream Eater. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I was like, yeah, and it has a stupid, you know, not stupid, it's just a <laughs> weird uh, anteater nose type thing. Love it. It's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the, the drowsy. Yeah, that's drowsy. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Wind up Lakshmi. I mm -hmm. just recalled that I was actually on Lakshmi server from 11. I did not pick this right. because of yep. that. That was an accident. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the the brief description is your 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 serpentine. Not sure what that is a reference to. If anybody else knows, probably a no, song. Not immediately. Yeah, probably. I guess. Yeah, maybe. And of course, because it's uh, no, I was thinking actually. I was thinking Sophia. This is different, although they look very similar. Uh, Lakshmi, created to epitomize Lakshmi's flawless beauty, a certain minstrel prone to wandering flippantly deemed it not to his liking, ultimately driving the original craftsman to take his own life and leaving his apprentice to hastily touch up the features. What is this okay. in reference to? Yoshi P, what did you do? Don't know. What have you done? I mean, I think this craftsman just maybe was in a really delicate state. And, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess if Yoshi P said it, it wasn't, he didn't like it. I, You know, it's an interesting one. What? What? So, like, I didn't, I didn't look any, any more deeply into this. Um, I don't know if there's actually, like, behind the scenes, somebody was making Lakshmi and Yoshi P was like, no, we're not doing that. And somebody else had to pick up the reins. I hope that there was no self-violence going on behind the scenes at Square yeah. Enix. But holy crap, what? <laughs> Dark. Uh, the way you get this is you uh, craft it from the, uh, the the drop item, the blissful shroud you get from the trial. Mm. Freaking mm. dark. And because yeah. I didn't want to end this on a dark note. Uh -huh. <laughs> I hit up our friend Fusion X Griever to see what uh -huh, his favorites uh -huh. are. Yeah. Uh, no one is surprised. One of his favorites is Wind Up Nanamo. No, yep. not surprised. No, that checks out. That checks out. She vehemently refuses to sit upon any shoulder but Rabon's. And yours. Uh, this clockwork doll is a reproduction of a model first crafted in the year of the calamity to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Nanamo Olnamo's ascendance to the old dawn throne 17th in her line the sultana was crowned when she had seen but five summers she was five wow yep. i mean we knew she was young but holy holy butts yeah that's why she the whole like, setup with like a regency and like a you know Super she's not small. like fully in control yeah the baby yeah uh you get her from the achievement vendor in old gradania jonathus 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 John Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me to say, hey, go to the achievement vendor if you've never yeah. been there. Yeah. You probably have Amazing. a lot of stuff. You, can you have a lot of stuff a lot to pick of, up. Like, you can redeem a lot of them now directly through the achievements panel. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think there's still some stuff that, like, go just go talk to him. Just go yeah, talk just to him. go do it. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, his other favorite is Wind Up Dalamood. Do not attempt to pry open under any circumstances. After Dalamud's fall, a wealthy Aldon, why is it always Alda? Aldon Noble commissioned a famous troop of musicians to write a dirge for the heroes of Cartano and play it across Eorzea so that the deeds of the fallen would not be forgotten. And then five years later, we showed up again. This wind-up model of the Red Moon has naught to do with the dirge. Okay, description. This, yeah, okay, it, does, well. it doesn't tell us why it exists. Yeah. Uh, there's there is yeah. also the uh, wind-up... Bahamut that has mm -hmm. the Dalamud on its head. I didn't write this one down, but I did almost pick that one as mine. Uh, pick that one yeah. as one of mine. Um, the it the description mentions something about the uh, that it used to be a wind up Dalamud, and 
against the uh, the description that says do not pry open, somebody decided to pry it open. And they mm-hmm. found the Bahamut inside, and nobody knows how it got there. That's what the description <laughs> says. Oh! Yeah. But Wind Up okay. Dalamud comes from the Before Meteor 14 original soundtrack as a, mm. like a code reward. I yeah. do not think you can get it anymore, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it'd be, I, you might, it might still be up on like maybe the Square Enix store or CD Japan, maybe. Mm, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, before it's, we wrap this, go ahead. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think I remember Fusion talking about this once before, and he's like, why does it exist? Why would you make that? <laughs> Why would you make a wind-up Dalamut? D- people died. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, you know, as we saw with Ancient Alec making yeah. a victory a victory robot of Twintania, like, sometimes yeah. people do weird stuff in this world. They Just commemorate not. weird things and make strange and horrifying <laughs> tributes to them. So, <laughs> like... It sure is cute, though. Uh, uh yeah. Sure. Sure. Anything's cute if you make it small size. Yeah. That is <laughs> mostly true. <laughs> um, so before we wind this up, uh, chat, you've been hanging out with us. What are your favorites? We'll look them up real Ooh. quick. We'll just do a couple. Fave mignons. A, a favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to come to your mind immediately. Fat cat. Oh, the fat, fat cat. cat. Oh, fat I can't believe we well. don't have fat cat. What are we even doing here? Oh, no. So, yeah, oh, that... Yeah, fat cat. I mean, you you're already on it. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. But yeah, I mean, one would not expect this. Yeah. Despite convincing research by top academics from around the world and beyond, most Makote scholars refuse to believe that there may be some ancestral connection between their race and cats, fat or not. Born in an unmarked alley in an unnamed town, this poor creature had to hunt the mean streets just to stay alive, until learning that following retainers and feeding off the slaughter left in their wakes was a safer, easier way to a full belly. What? Yeah. Oh, I messed with the cameras. Oh, man. You know, just it's following just, people around. It's just, it's just a, it's, it's gotta be a cast musical reference, right? I don't, I don't know enough about it. It's gotta be, right? Oof. Oh, right. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. I just don't know on this one. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Okay. And I have I'm seen like, cats quite a few times. Okay. I used to be obsessed with it as a child. So. Yeah. I just it just immediately when I see unmarked alley in an unnamed town, I'm like, that's probably a part of a song or something in cats. I don't know. I don't it know. It might I've never watched sort it. of be a nod to no it. No Um, but I don't yeah. even know what it's about. That's just what I always thought. Oh, Grizz, we at the very start, we did mention the Road Sparrow. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's actually our very first one. It was our very first one. Yeah. Um, It is a good one. It is a badass. Yeah. 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 But the fat cat description is good. The fat cat mount is the one where they talk about how people thought it was a bloated corpse that a necromancer animated, which is horrifying. Beyond all comprehension. Uh, But either way, fat cat, kind of hardcore, it turns out. Mm Mm-hmm. And a hardcore. All right. Uh, Marble Seedling, I think, was the next one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of the ones that uh, most people have because you've run that dungeon so many times and it drops every time. So Every single time. Yeah. You know what? I actually never... What? This Uh, is horrible. I've never 
never read this. A little bit of a, a little bit of like a trigger warning for like food-related eating uh -huh. stuff here. Um, uh, I can read this one because I have it pulled up. Sure. It mm. says, uh, "Summon your morble seedling minion." Dot 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 dot. If you think you can stand his breath, mm -hmm. then. It goes on to say, it is in fashion amongst wealthy Uldan merchants and nobles to bring morble seedlings to banquets, so that the upper crust might inhale the seedkin's boot-like bad breath to induce vomiting, allowing them to engorge themselves for the duration of the gatherings. So, yay! now you know that. Icky. Now when you know Rome. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess Rome, that you, makes uh... sense why it's in uh, Karthus, question mark. Yeah. When in Rome, you visit the vomitorium, which Wouldn't may or may funny? not be true. Wouldn't it be funny uh, if Orem Vale exists because uh, the freaking rich people in Corthus didn't know what else to do with these seedlings, and they just threw them right. in a cave? Yeah, once they get big enough, they, they yeah, throw them away like gators. Throw them in a cave. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it looks like maybe... Oh, uh -huh. interesting. Maybe this has some reference... Um, you brought up vomitorium. Yeah, exactly. That's apparently, immediately what I thought of. Yeah, apparently it does have some reference to something that at least has been kind of a, um, it looks like maybe it's not, yeah, like, not. fully backed up by historical fact, but it was maybe a common belief or misconception that the Romans had vomitoriums where yeah, they would sure. do this, throw up lavish meals so that they could return to the table, feast for more. Um, now, whether or not that's actually a thing... Uh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like it's not, um, yeah. but it's just, it's become kind of a thing that people talk about. Um, yeah, it's one of those things as, that people yeah. think about it, of Romans, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, the next one. <laughs> if mm -hmm. we're done talking about the vomitorium. Yeah, I think we're yes, good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Wind of Gaia. Those okay. who think the hammer is just for show had better watch their toes. That's cute. <laughs> Supposedly discovered by those investigating the empty, its appearance there is both inexplicable and implausible. Considering all the other unlikely events that occurred there, however, perhaps the sudden materialization of a hammer-wielding mammoth is not so unusual after all. I mean, fair, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, yeah, fair. Guy just, just spent like an being. afternoon in in freaking the empty going, I want a tiny me. I want a tiny me. Or Marine <laughs> did. Oh, see, there you go. Tiny pocket girlfriend. You tiny pocket me? girlfriend. Love tiny yeah. pocket girlfriend. That feels like a <laughs> tiny pocket girlfriend. Pocket girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh. Oh man. Uh, the next thing that we had was Puffin from the chat. So I pulled that one up. Uh, mm. Wants to work smarter, not harder, is what it says. Uh, native to the northern seas, this seabird is distinguishable by its orange bill and feet. It swims effectively using its short wings in lieu of fins and can catch several fish in a single dive. Having witnessed, your vanquish, uh, witnessed you vanquish fiends with ease, however, this creature decided to follow you in hopes of leading a comfortable life. So I guess it just wants you to feed it. <laughs> it's like a fat cat type thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one I saw mentioned was Midgar Sormer, which is also one of my favorites, uh, classic-wise. I cannot <laughs> believe I didn't think of him for our list. Uh, one of my alts just always has that minion out. I don't change it, mm. ever. But anyhow, the, the small description is, not the big one, the little one. <laughs> Father of dragons, keeper of the lake, bane of the 14th legion. While it is difficult to believe the Yomlong pup could be any of those things, he assures you 
His current form is only temporary while he awaits the reconstruction of a new corporeal vessel. <laughs> He's just hanging out being small. Yeah. Look yeah. a boy. You know, I really thought, I really thought an Endwalker would be the time, right? But then we got another dragon, right? I really thought, because I was like, oh, it's the end of the world, like, who better than Midgar's Omer? But he's, he's still chilling, right? And, you know, he just got one of his kids to just help us out. <laughs> Maybe in the future Maricidia expansion. Yes. That right. we'll get it. My dreams will yeah. come true. I mean, to go and reclaim Maricidia with his new body, that would be just great. And we mm. would have waited 10 years by that point for that. So, please. That's a reasonable amount of, of dragon yeah. reconstruction time, I feel. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Or, you know, just go talk to Varshan to get a, a handsome Ara man made for you to be in. Yeah! I, I mean, yeah, let's do it. Who doesn't want to have a handsome Ara <laughs> like, for them to be in? I feel yeah. like Midgar Swarmer should go Ellison. Oh. Oh, yeah, you know, probably. Ooh, I can see that. That's true. Yeah, they don't have to all be our They yes. could be anything. They yeah. could be anything. Yeah, yeah it's, this is not, wow, they don't have to be elves. <laughs> their humanoid forms don't have to be elves. Most of them are. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. We learned some yeah. sad, yeah, yeah. crazy, cute stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we learned some yeah. stuff. Some mm -hmm. stuff. All right. If you want. You can find me at Zanidra underscore A on Twitex. You can find me at Zanidra on Blue Sky. Strawberry Bop is the name that I have on Twitch. Yep. Um, plus the word underscore one, the number underscore shot the word is a Twitch that I actually do things on. If you like D&D &D. Uh, and various other tabletop games, you can watch me and some friends one or two, maybe one day. What guest mm -hmm, wink wink mm -hmm. at least one of which will be on there also doing stuff too yes <laughs> the uh mm -hmm. the youtube archive of those things is also plus one shot but no underscores because consistency on the internet is hard charles mm. like, where can Fair. we find you uh consistency on the internet isn't hard if you have a really dumb name that's <laughs> hard to spell that's the only reason. Uh, I am here and only here, but also if you see Alduino anywhere, it's probably me. I have it on Twitter and Blue Sky and various other places, YouTube, that maybe one day I'll use Twitch. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and I am also on plus the word one, the number, shot the word with underscores or not underscores, depending on where you are. You're an adult. You can figure that out, probably. Um, <laughs> so sometimes I play D&D, just like last night when I was going to play D&D. However, uh -huh. my power went out for five hours, and so we didn't. Uh, so that's me. Rip. It is what it is. Yep. Rip, hey, Rook. Rip session. Wait, we find you. Hi. I'm Rook, and I'm a bona fide friend of both Aldino and Sinitra. <laughs> it's been confirmed. Uh -huh. It's true. I'm really excited about. <laughs> um, you can find me and be my friend as well on Twitch.tv slash Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I, on YouTube at the same and on Twitter at Rookery underscore. I am on Blue Sky just as Rookery. Um, and again, I keep saying maybe at some point I'll start posting there. Who knows? It's open now to everybody. So you might see some stuff go up there sometime soon. Um, my YouTube videos have started going back up again. We had a bit of a break over the holidays, but I just posted up my uh, first portion of my playthrough of patch 6.5. So if you haven't seen that yet and you want to take the journey, uh, go ahead and check it out. But otherwise, if I'm not live on my own channels, 
Uh, I'm probably shoutcasting, hosting, or doing this podcast, or the one that I do for Guild Wars 2. Um, so keep an eye out, because I've been doing a lot of stuff in a lot of places recently, and it's always good to get to catch people, whatever we're doing. And that's us, but all together, we are Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Captain. Oh, I missed. Uh, sorry. Captain, Captain Radio. Planet Aetherite oh, no. Radio at GamerUsCape.com. Oh. Also this is on very Twitter confusing. at Aetherite Radio Blue Skies. Also Aetherite Radio. Yeah. What, what, what has happened? I, do, you <laughs> know episode? do you know me at all? Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, you can catch us also on... Twitch, Blue Sky, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitch Book, Twitch Book, all at GamerEscape. And we have a Discord, discord.gg slash GamerEscape, where we talk about this game and other games and just like life stuff. You know, if you need a friend, mm-hmm. we are sometimes a friend. Just come <laughs> talk to us. We like, we like stuff. I'm not sorry. Thank you for being a sometimes friend. <laughs> Travel down the road when you feel like it, and sometimes back in like the road spirit. <laughs> Your heart is kind of in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I might listen to you sometimes, and I probably won't share. Do, 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 do. Oh, yep. man. It's a great episode, everybody. Good job, everyone. Uh, one, a- day, one day, one day, we'll do a musical episode. Full okay. musical episode. We're just practicing yeah. now while Fusion can't <laughs> yell at us. Yeah, exactly. Alright, cool. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll be back next week with something else nifty, probably. I hope. <laughs> we'll see you there. Bye. Bye.